Hi, I'm Christy Lee, the creator of Canadian True Crime. Join me for an immersive deep dive into some of the most thought-provoking true crime cases in Canada. Using facts curated from court documents, inquiry reports, and news archives, I carefully unravel and analyze each case, exposing the pitfalls of the criminal justice system that everyone needs to know about. Find Canadian True Crime wherever you listen to podcasts or visit canadiantruecrime.ca. I get tips regularly. I try to follow up with folks as quickly as possible. On Friday, September 23rd, 2022, I got a message through social media. That message said simply, one of your Vancouver Island missing men turned up. The source wouldn't say which of the men had allegedly surfaced. So I checked in with the families. Without raising false hopes, I wanted to see if any of them had an update. And then, a few hours later, I receive a note from a man named Mark Kearney. I interviewed Mark a few years ago for the Gone Boys series. Mark's nephew, Brandon Kearney, has been missing since October 2017. Five years. But it turns out, Brandon is alive. Here's the note from Mark Kearney. Hi, Laura. Well, it's been an interesting day. Linda was contacted this morning by the RCMP. Brandon was picked up this morning in Burnaby. He has apparently been in the U.S. for the last five years, going by a different name. They apparently identified him by his fingerprints, though he insists he is not Brandon. It sounds like he wishes to carry on with who he claims to be and seems to have no desire to contact family. We're all trying to let it sink in. We're grateful that he's alive. It's good to know. And we'll let him continue on. If he chooses to contact any of us, that will be great. But that's his choice. According to the officer, he is polite, non-confrontational and seems healthy. That's all we know at this time. So we'll see what the future brings. Two years ago, I sat with Brandon's mom, Linda, down at the waterfront. I remember her sharing Brandon's last text, the watercolors he painted for her, and how she feared the worst for her son. Today, she tells me she's sleep-deprived and reeling from the news. She writes... We are all very happy Brandon is alive. A shock for me, quite frankly. He's using a different name and does not want to recognize family at this time. We know he's okay, but we still may never see him. And that brings up different emotions, of course. It's now the weekend, and I imagine all of Brandon's family are struggling to understand what has happened and why. Brandon's parents can't talk to me right now, but his uncle Mark agrees to meet with me back down at the waterfront on this bright Saturday, September morning. Mark tells me he's normally down here having a coffee with his dog, watching seals and bears down at the inlet. This morning, he's taking a break from building a tortilla press 
to talk about the surprising news about his nephew, Brandon. Well, yesterday I got a call from my brother, and uh, he said he is sitting down. And I'm like, yep. He said, well, Brandon has surfaced. Yeah, so we just had it, like, we in shock. I mean, we're all still processing, as simple as that. And then uh, just after that, I got a call from Linda, who uh, Brandon's mother kind of went over the details that she had that, uh, uh, yeah, Brandon had been um, picked up by border services in Burnaby, but he is going by another name and apparently has been for the past five years. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's wonderful news that he is alive. I mean, we've all spent five years, very little time going by that you don't wonder where did he go, what happened to him, did, you know, did something happen to him, is he okay, you know, is he, where is he? And, uh, you know, the reason for doing this is to hopefully give some other families of missing persons hope that that their family members are, are out there just living their lives um, like apparently Brandon had done. You know, it's, it's, it's just hard to imagine he spent five years on the road, <laughs> you know. Can you tell me anything about the circumstances in which he is found? Like how... How is he found by border services? Is he crossing well, the border? He, he, well, he, he apparently was actually found in Burnaby, uh, you know, sleeping on a park bench or something. He said he's an American citizen, and he's going by a different name. He, they identified him through fingerprints. You know, he had no crime. Like what drew anyone to him? From my understanding, he was, you know, well, I hate to use the term vagrancy, but I, I believe that was, might have been what it was, you know, and, and the reason I say that is that, you know, this is just coming from information that, you know, that Linda had gotten from the border services, and the only reason border services was involved, like I say, is, is that he... Uh, says that he's an American and a different, you know, by a different name. Yeah, so this was only yesterday, yes, and, we're, and we're all sure. just, we're all just processing and going, okay, this is, this is good news. He's alive. He's obviously, according to them, he's healthy. Uh, he's been respectful, uh, which, you know, we've always known about, you know, Brandon is a respectful person. He's managed to survive, apparently, in the U.S. for for five years uh, without getting into trouble. Apparently, there are records of his name popping out throughout the U.S. My guess is for vagrancy. Really? So, so he not only says he is an American, there are records of him being in the United States over the past five years. Apparently, yes. Really? Yes. So it would appear 
you know, that the last actual image we had of Brandon was in, was in Vancouver. Uh, I guess he decided to pop across the border at that point. Um, and recently popped back where they're, uh, you know, they asked, how did you get across the border? And, you know, he told me he walked across the border. So, walked across the you know, border. but he's been surviving for five years with no identification nothing but his wits i mean mark have has anyone in your family been able to speak with him brandon is not well for one thing he he claims he's not who they think he is who, who whatever this name is that he's adopted you know uh that's him why he came back i mean it's almost you know five years you know, to the day almost, uh, is anybody's guess. But he hasn't, at this point, you know, shown any uh, interest in contacting any family because he doesn't, he, he doesn't claim to be this person. He doesn't claim to be Brandon. We, we know Brandon had quite a serious brain injury going back to his uh, early adult life. Is it, is it conceivable that he doesn't. He doesn't know he, who he is. Well, anything's conceivable. I mean, we're, you know, we're all kind of shaking our heads at this point, going, "Who knows?" I mean, has he had another injury, possibly, that has has caused more changes? You know, we're we're all grateful and you know, thank God he's alive. Uh, but it definitely doesn't. <laughs> end the questions sounds like he's had a pretty good adventure though so where is he now well they would have re he would have been in burnaby uh when they realized that he is because they didn't know what to do with him by the sounds of it it's like okay well if he is an american then you know we'll take him back across the border but which he claimed to be um but his fingerprints told a different story so they are not holding him. Correct. As far as you understand. Correct. Right. Correct. He hasn't done anything wrong. He just. Um, but but the fact that he had been listed as a missing person. Well, apparently that's not Border Services issue. Right. They they uh, released him, and I guess because they did you know notify the RCMP here you know to check what they had on him based on the fingerprints, um, you know, there was no reason to hold him. So uh, uh, just remind me, because this has been a few years, I know before Brandon went missing, there were some legal issues. He had uh, some some trouble with the law. He, he was Isn't on he... probation for, for getting into some altercations on the streets, essentially. Do you uh, do you know the name that he's going under now? I don't recall. The border services could not say anything. Uh, Why? Confidentiality. He's an adult. He's, he's an adult. He didn't show any interest in in connecting with anybody. So what 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 can your family do now? I guess you're just trying to figure that out well, yourselves. Well, so his you know his his brothers obviously and 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 uh, you know his dad they wanted to you know go and see him 
you know, Linda spoke with Border Services and they said he's a does not claim to be who they say he is, and he's quite insistent that uh, he's he goes by a different name and that he's a an American citizen. Really, all we can do is respect his decision. He survived for five years. You know, and according to them, he's healthy. I I remember at the time there was some suggestion that Brandon was, you know, perhaps being harassed or that there were things going on in his life that might have made him fearful. You know, do you have any thought at all that he is fearful of coming back to his old life? That was a suggestion that one of his brothers made. Well, maybe he needs help. Maybe he's afraid. You chose to come down and to talk with me this morning in part because you thought this could be perhaps hopeful for other people who have missing family members. What What is it you would want them to know or to think about as they consider Brandon's story now? I, th- I think it's that as a family... You know, just sort of accept that different people have got different ideas about what may have happened. I know in our family, yeah, I mean, I personally thought there's just no way that he could have stayed off the radar for five years. Or, or you know, so I went to the place that that something had happened to him, whereas other family members knew that, that he was alive. You know, so just accept that you're all going to have different thoughts and, and I think ultimately just hope, you know, just hope that the person is okay and out living their life because you never know. I, I'm still in shock, you know, from yesterday. It's like, you know, it's it's like on the one hand, yeah, it's, it's wow. But, you know, it certainly brings up a lot of things for everybody. I, I almost wish that somebody could get a message to him to listen to the podcast. And, you know, it's almost like going to your own funeral. You know, to, to show that people cared about him. To show that, that people were concerned about him. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the one thing. I, I wish he could see it to go, you know what? Yeah, you, you, are, you, you are loved Brandon Kearney, if you're listening, please get in touch. I would love to hear what the last five years have been like for you. Recently, I watched a British program, the real-life story of a man who faked his death and then surfaced years later. As I watched that story, I wondered how could someone put their family through that? In that instance, the motivation was money, an elaborate insurance fraud. I know Brandon was facing challenges in his life. He had a brain injury. He had been in trouble with the law. But I won't speculate about why he vanished and where and what he's been doing in the past five years. I hope to get answers and ideally to speak with Brandon here. But for now, 
an update I truly did not expect to make on Brandon's story. A gone boy, no more. I'm Laura Palmer, and this is an update to Island Crime Season 2. Brandon Kearney, who vanished from Port Alberni at the age of 31 in 2017, has resurfaced. Five years later, he is alive. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now.